This is Pave It Black. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And we're continuing on with season three, where we're looking at innovation and technology and how it can impact the industry. Now, one of the things that's really important with an asphalt pavement is compaction of that material to ensure that we get the proper density for the driving public. Now, one of our members and a longtime advocate for the industry, Mr. Jim Sharockman, will tell you that when it comes to compaction, there are three simple rules that you have to follow. Temperature, temperature, temperature. So when we're thinking about temperature and technology, one of the things that comes to mind for me is thermal profiling. So today, I think the question that I'd like to really look into is how can thermal profiling improve quality, help us reduce risks, and possibly improve operational efficiency? So to help us understand how thermal profiling may fit in with the industry, we've invited Mr. Brent Karen from Valley Paving. Welcome to the podcast, Brent. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Thank you very much for the invite. Before we get started talking technology, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and Valley Paving? And, and I'm even interested to understand how did you end up in the asphalt industry? Well, that's a pretty easy question. I was born into it. My father started uh, Valley Paving back in 1979. And um, it's, uh, it's been in the family since. I was told for many years uh, to go to college, get an education and not to come into this industry. Um, but on previous podcasts I've listened to that you guys have had, there's, there's just something about this industry that's kind of drying. Um, I've been around with this company for about 25 years now. A little bit about Valley Paving. We're, we're based out of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're a heavy highway contractor and uh, we do about 100% of our work within the Twin Cities area. A little bit about myself and my background. I'm actually uh, also the president of the Minnesota Asphalt Paving Association currently. And um, with that, I'm also one of the chairs of, the, of a committee that we call the Quality and Technology Committee. And what that is, is a, is a committee based upon contractors and MnDOT personnel. It's pretty cool. What we do there is we actually sit down and flush out some of these new technologies that are coming through the industry. Uh, looking at different ways of, is it gonna work? Is it not gonna work? What job can we put it on to actually test it? And we have a lot of communication with the owners being MnDOT um, about everything about IC to thermal and, and everything we're gonna get into, to, uh, into today. So talking about thermal profiling, I'm hoping maybe we could take a step back and really talk about what thermal profiling is and then what requirements or what, what is required that a contractor have to be able to use or employ this technology? Sure. The non-Webster version of thermal profiling definition is the measurement of the asphalt temperature somewhere between eight to 10 feet behind the screed, over the entire width of the screed. The temperature can be measured either with a scanner or a camera, depending upon which manufacturer you might wanna buy or technology as well. Once this temp is taken, it's uploaded into a software system that basically can give you the temperature latitude um, with its, on the latitude basis and the longitude basis over your entire mat. At that point, the software system averages it out and then gives you your score of how you're doing. 
This technology uh, is pretty simple as far as what you need. Um, you need a scanner or um, a camera of some sort that's mounted on the back of your paver. And after that, it's a software system that allows you to access the data and forward it along. So I know there are certain parts of the country or certain contractors that have really started using it, but it's not something that's really industry-wide, I would say, at this moment. So how did Valley Paving get started into using uh, thermal profiling? What drove you to start using it? Was it something that you saw as the potential to make you better? Or was it something that the DOCT said, thou shalt use this? How did that get started? Sure. Up here in Minnesota, in the great central north, we're, uh, we're pretty progressive up here. We're always looking for new ideas and new inventions and uh, technologies to help us out with our asphalt paving. So MnDOT approached us about 10 years ago on a project that we had already uh, been awarded, and they were asking us to um, have a supplement agreement to use this system. And so we went into MnDOT with uh, a, supple a supplemental agreement to purchase this uh, system and at the time, um, there was only one manufacturer, and it was uh, a, a kind of you could tell that it was just kind of getting into the the system. It wasn't a scanner, it wasn't a camera. It was twelve to fourteen different temperature probes that hung on the back of your paver um, that shot you know lasers straight down to take the temperature. And it was that job that we started kind of learning it and and looking at it. Where does it work? Does it not work? Uh, there was no such thing a cloud as a cloud at that time. All of the information was downloaded onto a thumb drive. Uh, at the end of the day, the thumb drive was uploaded onto a computer and then emailed to um, the DOT. So when we're talking about technology and all this information, the amount of data that was stored on that thumb drive was unbelievable. So it was common for the email at that time to take 10 minutes to send. So after that point, MnDOT has slowly progressed onto making it mandatory for every contractor here in Minnesota to use, as long as it met the stipulation of the project, um, the size of the project. And that size for us up here is anything over four lane miles. Uh, MnDOT has that thermal profiler and NIC spec on the project. MnDOT has fully implemented this now in the state of Minnesota, and now we're actually seeing counties starting to implement this technology as well on their jobs. So obviously a lot of what drove, I guess, the investment was agencies' interest as well as um, some partnerships that you did initially. I guess I'd be interested in maybe some of the specific benefits that your company's seen through the investment in these technologies. Well, with asphalt paving, consistency is key. And so the ability to see the mixed consistency behind your paver in real time is, is a tool that we can use to better ourselves. The key benefit that we see up here in Minnesota, outside of uh, other people around the state is, we're a windrow elevator company. We don't own a material transfer device or a remixer. And so after doing some jobs with windrow elevating versus take, and taking that data and comparing it to a remixer uh, with an MTV, we found in Minnesota that we are able to get a thermal profile that's just as good as an MTV, as long as uh, you're back to the basics, doing the right things and, and learning from the information that you see with the scanner. Uh, so that was a real key for us. But then also, once we started looking at that in our different thermal profilers, depending upon the job, how far away the plant was, 
how bad traffic was that day, you really start to look at how do I make the whole material transfer as efficient as possible, starting with the mixed temperature at the plant to the truck drivers, to the paver, to the rolling spread. And when you see that thermal profile instantly behind the paver as it comes out, you can make changes on the fly. The screen man can see it. For us, our dump man who's dumping the belly dumps in front of the elevator, uh, he comes back and takes a look at it. And it really gives a good opportunity for everyone uh, with the delivery of the asphalt to see what happens, like let's say when we when we don't uh, back up the belly dump over the, the last little bit of windrow and we get a cold spot, we get a warm spot, and how that affects as it comes out underneath the paver. Is it cold down the center? Is it uh, cold on the outsides? And so with using this technology, we can, we can take this information and tweak our paver, tweak our, how we pave roads, and all the different efficiencies that we can use to, to try to make it as best as possible. Since we're getting graded on it, Hence means we're either getting an incentive or disincentive with this coming back. Now, a key that we found um, that's a helpful hint, I think, to everyone is the plant plays obviously a big part. The hotter the mix, the more differential temperature you'll see at the paver. So this might bring into something where you talk about warm mix or making your mix at a cooler temperature because the cooler the mix, the less temperature variancy that you'll see behind your paver, which we found was pretty interesting. And then lastly, when you're in a city paving or you're out state paving, you can see the benefits of either having the plant on the job, closer haul times, and it might make you uh, look at your bids differently or how you're gonna build the job differently when you take into the effect of the thermal profile that you're gonna achieve. Well, I, I guess since MnDOT uses this for disincentive and incentive, how do they really use that data do they have software which basically takes it all together and does an evaluation to determine whether or not you're in spec or out of spec? I'd, I just would be interested to see how MnDOT actually uses this data. MnDOT spec is that a couple days after paving, you have to go into your software system owned by the contractor and uh, basically do the report of your day's paving for that day. At that point, uh, what we do is we upload it into a software system called VEDA, which I'm pretty sure is nationwide by now. Once VEDA does is it basically, long story short, tells you where you're going to make money, where you're going to lose money. And at that point, it's not necessarily a tool anymore. It's more the requirement. But on our side, the software system that we see, you can get in and you can actually kind of look at, hey, where are my cold spots? Where are my warm spots? What happened? Maybe your lead paver pulled off the side to pull an approach or something and the, and the main paver sat at that point. So what, what can you do at that point? But at that point, you can really use it as a tool rather than a requirement. Who's looking at it from MnDOT on, on this side? I'm, I'm sure they're looking at it, but the amount of data and the days worth of pavings that, uh, that we see, it's, it's tough to make changes <clears throat> midstream, whereas what we see up here in Minnesota is that MnDOT more makes it... Uh, kind of like a report card per contractor for the end of the year, or not necessarily per contractor, but per job. And so they do a good job, MnDOT that is, of showing us every single project throughout the state of Minnesota and how that contractor being contractor A, B, C, D, they don't say names, but as a report on how the industry is doing. And the good thing is, is what we've seen over the past years is, and what I think is a good thing is being part of our uh, 
Minnesota Association is that the contractors are doing a really well job. The thermal profilers are coming out really well. And uh, that tells me that we've kind of bought into it. And hopefully we're using it as a tool, not just a requirement, but we're all in all doing fairly well up here. I always think it's just interesting, especially when you start talking about these mounds of data that are being produced, how things are, are actually being used. If you're doing it on every job, you've obviously spent a lot of money on the product. What advancements could people who are in this field or developing this type of technology develop to really take this to the next level? Is that gamification of it so that there might be some, some kind of inner competition between paving crews or even roller operators or technological communication where something's immediately sent to the, the person who's operating the roller if we know we've got a, a colder temperature and they can immediately get on it. What do you think would help the contractor continue to deliver quality pavements with a little bit more advancement in this field? To answer your question, it's kind of multiple parts. The first thing, Richard, I think is you need to see it to believe it. Uh, with just looking, turning around at the back of the paver and looking at it, everything looks black and hot. But once you see the thermal profile, it might get your mind rolling into some different ideas. And I think with all technology, you find things out in your process that you are not thinking about in the development stage. And you can use this information in many other ways to improve your quality rather than just meeting the requirement. And I think that's the key benefit to this. Now, the downside of this is, like you said before, the amount of data that's coming through and um, what are we doing with that data? And is this just a requirement or are we actually, are we actually seeing the benefit of this technology? I personally think in the stage we're at that we're collecting a bunch of data and we're comparing it and compiling it to see what the next step is. There's got to be a next step with all the money that's been put into this, all the time and effort that's been put into this. And I don't think we're reaping the benefits as of right now, but with technology, as we all know, it's changing daily. Like I said earlier, 10 years ago, we had 12 different probes with all the information on a thumb drive. And now we're talking to the cloud with a scanner that's taking more pictures of the asphalt behind your paver than you could ever imagine. And do you need all that? No, you probably don't. But it's gonna be taking that information that we're getting and, and seeing what we can do to use this to better uh, the quality and to make things more efficient for both the owner and the contractor moving forward. For instance, coring. Can we somehow relate at some point that between the paver and the IC on the rollers and the thermal profiler on the rollers as well, can we eliminate coring at some time? with using the other technologies as well. I, I hope that it gets to that point because that would benefit not only the contractor, but the agency as well, as far as everything from money to safety to quality. Uh, but are we there yet? No. And, and where are we going with this? I think the sky's the limit depending upon uh, how much time and effort we wanna put into this. Another thing that I see as a benefit to this um, is talking gamification and technology is using different things outside of the box that you've never done before or would never think about doing before. For instance, we this past year put on a screed that is patterned, it's not flat. We did this thinking that it would achieve higher density. Now, what we actually saw not knowing about it was that the thermal profile behind the paver on a side-by-side -side comparison in echelon paving 
versus your flat screed system and our pattern screed system is that the pattern screed actually had a better thermal profile. It was clear all the way across and very uniform, whereas the flat was still not bad. We still would have achieved bonus on it, but you could see the fine lines of some cooler pavement in areas. And so who would have known that a pattern screed could actually remix the asphalt underneath a little bit without this technology? That could be of use to the industry and owners going forward. The biggest thing is, is that we need to use this as a tool, not just the requirement. Uh, the contractors need to buy into it at that point. Work smarter, not harder. That's what we always say up here. So in the future, I hope that, that all the data we're collecting, we're able to compound it and put it into something in real life that the contractors get, the DOTs get, the owners get, and we can actually get to something that is more concrete than just some colored pictures on the back of the paper. Well, thank you, Brent. I definitely appreciate you sharing all of your insight on the topic. And I think you gave us a lot of things to think about in terms of the technology and especially thermal profiling and how it can impact our operations and help us with some of the other technologies that we see coming into the field. So appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. Thinking about what I would take away from this is in this conversation, I think it's really interesting and important to hear about the collaboration between the DOT and the contractor. And they've got this group that is, that is focused on looking at technology that could impact quality and how do they implement this together. And like I said, the first time they used thermal profiling was 10 years ago on a pilot project. And it's, it's slowly moved to where it's on all specs and now counties are starting to pick it up, but it is something that they worked on together and I think that that's a key to an implementation success. It can't be something that is necessarily pushing industry, pushing, hey, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this, and the DOT doesn't see a benefit, or something that the, the DOT is just going, you got to do this, you got to do this, and the contractor doesn't see a benefit. He was able to say, we looked at thermal profiling, we saw, hey, here's some things that we can learn about our processes and how, our, how we operate and how we can make changes and tweaks to do things better. But the DOT is also then getting data to help them understand better about the quality of their road. The biggest takeaway for me really today was not as much how the technology is just instantly going to make something better or make the product a higher quality, but how it can be a tool to help crews make sure that they're achieving quality or it could be a technology that helps the crew um, train in why some of the practices that we do are the way we do them because we can see the quality that's achieved by doing it. And if we change it, it actually can impact the quality. And then the other piece that I thought was kind of interesting was when he was talking about new technologies with the screed and how this technology actually made it able for them to evaluate that and see that there were some advantages um, with that technology. Whereas if we didn't have that, we might not be able to really notice some of those things. So I think that those were the takeaways that I gathered is that um, sometimes the value isn't just a straightaway value, but there are a lot of places where it can impact us in a very positive way. We just wanna thank everyone again for being here with us today. My name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And we just want you to remember, as you're driving around America's highways, someone from our industry paved it black.
Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcast theme music credits to Colleague. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's R-W-I-L-L-I-S at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time, keep paving it black.